0: like i talked about before it's like a marathon gotta work on your pace gotta work on your breathing just gotta work on maintaining man and not giving up keep pushing breath is life yeah no cap (laughs) just gotta focus on your breathing everyone works at different paces everyone runs everyone lives life at a different pace and um i think it's important not to kind of compare your life and the pace that you're living at to other people's um and just because it could uh it could hold yourself back uh could keep you trapped in your own mindset feeling that and also believing that you're not good enough uh to accomplish certain things and um watching what other people are doing could kind of take away from what you're supposed to be doing so um i just think it's important to kind of focus on your own path um you got to focus on your own pace
1: yeah no for sure bro it's easy to like get caught up in like comparing yourself to other people especially with today you know like with social media and uh just with technology as a whole bro you know what i'm saying we're all all so connected with it that like you know you can you can get focused on the wrong things you know
0: real easy
1: it's so crazy man
0: you open up any social media app and um, based on whatever followers um, you have, and I guess whatever whoever you're following, um, you're gonna see on your feed um, what's kind of going on with those people, um, whoever you're focused on looking at. Um, but then there's that other side where it's you go on that explore page. Um, it's crazy. You go on like the little search bar, and like you could uh, type in random uh random numbers random letters kind of put them together and you don't know what's gonna kind of pop up in that search that little search bar so just like you're saying like what you can come across on those platforms it's real crazy man I mean you yourself have you ever seen just some like real
1: wild stuff yeah yeah for sure and like the thing about like a lot of platforms is like they feed you certain things you know and you gotta be careful about it because you know like they'll they'll be feeding you certain things like it's weird. I don't know. It's just it's it's super weird, bro. Honestly, like I feel like a lot of people are kind of uh, becoming more aware of it, you know, just like how addicting and uh, kind of like toxic social media can be,
0: you know. Yeah, I like to take it with a grain of salt. Um, it's also how I look at everything that's on the news, anything that's on television, man, if it's being televised, um, it's it's been already programmed before. And uh, when I'm on social media platforms, when I'm just like looking at the whatever's programs are playing on the television at the time, um, something that runs across my mind is um, if us viewers are watching whatever program, um, whatever it is on these social media platforms, um, whoever is in control of whatever is being put in front of us, uh, they're already aware of kind of like what we're being exposed to what's being put in front of our eyes and kind of a little sense of like how we're gonna react to whatever we're watching you know what i mean yeah yeah so. have you seen
1: have you ever heard of um shit what's it called there was like a documentary made about google i can't remember what it was called i actually kind of want to look it up real quick but it was, it's a really good documentary you should check it out bro um but basically in the documentary, like it's a bunch of people who used to work at google and who used to work at like these technology companies and they talk about it's called the social dilemma have you heard of it i think i've heard of that one there's
0: another one uh, it's funny that you're talking about google there's another documentary that i've seen that's somewhat similar to what you're talking about i think uh just the title might be a little bit different
1: it's real crazy um, yeah they talk about how like they track like uh how fast you click on certain things um how long you watch certain things and it's like all tied into like the algorithm and um yeah it's like they literally program you you know what I mean they program like it's almost like because one of the reasons why I wanted to start up a podcast was like I kind of saw or I started to think a lot about how like the future generations you know how they're going to be even more plugged into social media and um like with just how manipulative it is like they can literally program people's like whole entire realities through social media you know
0: yeah you can literally dictate um how people see the world yeah and and their way of thinking by uh by choosing um what they're going to be exposed to or um whatever it is that's popping up whenever they're searching for whatever it is um that's something that i learned watching that documentary about google is um what what regardless of what you're looking up um there's going to be uh there's going to be certain websites, uh, certain results that already pop up like right away whenever you look up something.
1: Yeah, bro. I have a, man, I have a video of us. It was actually when I was at your crib and we were watching a video of Jordan Peterson. He was talking about this and he he was making like a lot of sense with it. Let me, I think I have it right here. But if anybody's watching on YouTube, we're not going to have it on YouTube. But I'm going to just play it real quick. It's only a minute long. But he's talking exactly about what we're talking about as far as, like, Google and stuff like that. So I'm going to just play it real quick. it would be kind of interesting. What a billion people are thinking today. What Google is, essentially,
2: is a gigantic compression algorithm. And what a compression algorithm does is look at a very complex environment and simplifies it. And that's what you want when you... Put a term into a search engine, you want all the possibilities sifted so that you find the one that you can take action on, essentially, and so Google simplifies the world and presents the simplification to you, which is also what your perceptual systems do, and so basically we're building a giant perceptual machine that's an intermediary between us and the complex world. The problem with that is that whatever the assumptions are that Google operates under, are going to be the filters that determine how the world is
1: simplified and presented. So yeah, that's kind of what we were talking about, but
0: in other words, it's like if I go on Google and I'm, I'm looking for an answer to a question I have, Google is automatically going to put, websites are going to give answers that they want me to see. Uh, automatically put that right in front of your face Mm -hmm. the problem with that is you're not able to see both sides of the stories you're not able to see um everything that's going on with uh regarding the topic that you're looking up or the answers that you're trying to find um and i say this just because they're putting only the things that they want you to see in front of your face um and you could get easily lost easily misguided um You're only seeing one side of the story. And then uh, the problem with that is there might be someone else who sees both sides of the stories, who understands both sides. And whenever they clash or whenever they meet and you try to explain that other side of the story so that they might be able to see a little bit more clearly, they might be able to understand things a little bit better. Uh, It's like they just turn it down. They're not able to even uh, cope understand they're not they don't want to hear nothing about the other side of the story just because of how easily misled and misguided that they were um from the manipulation that google has on most people
1: yeah and it's like it's kind of funny that you say that because you also so you think about like google and the tech companies that we're talking about right now and then you also think about how like the media uses like um identity politics and everything so it's like when you when you have somebody who does see something from like a different angle or a different perspective, like what the news does is they um, label those people as like whatever you want to call it, misogynist, racist, outcast, um, outsiders, um, conspiracy theorists. dangerous to society. Yeah, bro. So it's like you know it's it's just interesting, bro. And that was like kind of going back to what I said. That was kind of a. Um, something i've always liked about podcasts is it kind of opens up um room for discussion open discussion like free thinking you know and so (laughs) it's like to me it's like uh instead of just like completely going away from technology altogether and just like you know going out and living in the woods it's like you can kind of use the technology to like um kind of fight that you know side of things you know
0: it's an opportunity for you to give a narrative from your point of view or yeah. from your own perspective. Uh, as you see things way different than most of the people out there, this platform gives you an opportunity to be able to voice your opinion, to be able to voice your story, how you're seeing things play out in real time, just like everyone else out there. Some people don't take the risk. Some people don't... Um, they don't take the opportunity to voice their opinion to talk about how they feel about certain things um certain topics certain situations and this is just a a perfect platform a perfect opportunity for you to be able to express how you really feel um and talk about how you see things around you in an honest uh honest way honest opinion
1: yeah yeah for sure man and it's like A cool thing about it is, like, when you put your ideas out there, they kind of get tested a little bit, you know? Instead of, like, just being in your room and having all these ideas, when you actually, like, put your ideas out there and you talk to somebody face-to-face like this, you can kind of, like, get a little bit of an idea of, okay, am, am I tripping or am I actually, like... Thinking of something that, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. I definitely
0: know what you mean. You got to be able to kind of stand ten toes down on whatever it is that you're talking about. Whenever you are uh, holding a conversation like this, and uh, it, it can get real easy to kind of get like lost, uh, missed, lost, yeah, in your just head. lost um, in whatever direction you were trying to take the conversation, or um, just really not knowing like what to talk about, or kind of like what you were just talking about, um, not really understanding what you're talking about, not not really able to kind of formulate it and kind of piece it together how you want to. Um, yeah, it definitely not only gives you practice, it helps you build confidence in yourself um, with being able to articulate yourself, being able to uh, talk for long periods of time and being able to just hold a conversation with someone else who's a little bit different
1: than you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're every single person is going to be a little different, you know, and we're all going to have like that kind of different perspective on things like we could be watching the same thing and kind of like see it from a different perspective Siamese twins whatever twins
0: uh whatever each and every single person out there is different from each other as similar as we may seem there's not like two two people out there who's exactly the same and I think that's that's a crazy thing about life in general um and it makes me think sometimes is uh A lot of people, they get carried in their own narrative um, in their own personal life that it kind of takes away the opportunity for you or for other people out there to be able to help people on your own path or to be able to stop, take some time and uh, help other people around you. But whenever you're just too focused on your own personal life, um, on only where you're going, uh, it kind of blinds yourself from all the opportunity around you and what what you truly can be able to do
1: yeah that's a, that's a really good point bro um you know i i feel like that's i've kind of experienced that or like that happens to me you know you get so caught up in your own life and like your job that like you don't really think to you know reach out to people or to like work with other people you know what i mean so that's that's yeah that's a good point that's i kind of look forward to that bro like whenever we do have people on here it's cool you know it's like it's cool to see hear somebody like talk and meet somebody and you know work with somebody you know
0: get to pass game on to each other yeah i think that's what it's all about yeah
1: helping each other become the best version that you possibly can yeah exactly bro exactly where where do you own do you have any like opinion on like where the future is gonna go as far as like you know just with everything going on like what's your kind of where do you where do you see like the future going bro do you have any any uh opinion or anything like that man ai yeah and it's it's already started
0: but the push of ai the push of uh robots electronics just everything on the internet it's crazy everything is soon going to be digital yeah it it pretty much already is even currency man Mm -hmm. that's that's where everything is headed yeah and um it, it can be it can be something scary and i don't like to I don't like to use the word scary or like say that I'm scared, but, um, it's more so something that people need to kind of prepare for Mm. because whenever currency fully transfers over to like digital currency, um, I think that's really going to shake the world up really, really, really going to shake the world up. Um, not only that, but, uh, it's already started a little bit with, uh, EVs, um, different type of vehicles like that. I think we're going to see a lot more similar type of models, vehicles like that in the near future. But it's like once they start, um, once they start manufacturing these things, once it starts progressing, kind of taking off. And it's something i kind of noticed with uh, cell phones too. Um, I see all these ads where it's like turn in your old phone, turn in old whatever and get a new one, Get get this new product, get this new thing um they did it with like uh 2g but then went to 3g 4g now it's 5g now and it's like 5g all them old phones that uh were used probably closer to 2010 2015 um all those phones aren't really supported under all this new technology so one thing i noticed is they're trying to get everyone to kind of get rid of all old technology everything that's kind of outdated and um They're trying to make people look at it like it's kind of like a bad thing or it's it's not really a good thing to hold on to these assets. But in my eyes, I think that people who have these things that are a little bit more outdated, they're not really made in um, this new era, this new era of technology and this and that. I think those things um, are gonna appreciate over time, and um, the value of those assets are gonna grow and grow and grow as time goes on. Yes, it's already happening, bro. With like real estate and houses and stuff, like you, you see, like real old vintage cars that like you can't find parts for no more. Mm-hmm. You just, not everyone can have it. it it's uh, starting to kind of turn into that. People are saying stock up on gold, stock up on. Uh, you know guns and lead and this and that just the things that are real important real essential that I mean not everyone could get it's like everyone is just saying the same thing right now get your hands on the things that's important because there's a lot of change and a lot of things that's going to be shaken up in the near future
1: yeah bro I heard um I was listening to something I can't remember but it was it was kind of funny he was they were talking about or it was this idea that like you know how you know, in our world right now, we, we look at people who live more of, like, the hunter-gatherer kind of lifestyle, yeah. like, hunting and shit like that as, like, um, you know, not as smart, not as sophisticated, all that kind of stuff, but, like, if the grid went down, if the power grid went down, if, like, this shit kind of just went off or whatever, you know, like, technology and just the power grid, you know, like, those would, those would be the people who, fucking know how to survive you know those are going to be the people who are going to be prepared yeah and i mean they they know they're, they're a lot more sophisticated in that kind of regard and those would be the people who would survive you know if, if everything went down if everything crashed
0: it's funny i look at some of these shows like the walking dead there's a new one called the last of us where it's about like a post-apocalyptic world have you seen it um yeah the last of us real yeah good i haven't show. seen
1: it i haven't seen it real good show
0: but um the thing that I notice is how these people act and um, how they carry themselves in a post-apocalyptic world and um, it's almost like people are the most dangerous thing at that point whenever things are scarce whenever there's not enough resources for everyone and things just kind of go to shit all hell breaks loose It, it seems like people are the greatest threat to other people and it's just because of how dangerous like someone's mind could get either like whenever you have nothing to lose or like you're i don't know you just kind of break mentally you've seen
1: something that's kind of pushed you over the edge and it's like it's just one of those things bro like where there's no turning back i mean if you get to a point where you have three kids and they haven't eaten in five days and your neighbor's got food you know that's where shit gets like
0: you'll do whatever you got to do to take care of take care of your own kin you know
1: what i mean exactly man it's survival
0: you know that's something that i've also been thinking about and it it, it's like going on in our economy right now where it seems like there's not enough resources for everyone uh prices inflation's going up you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um getting your hands on the essentials it's a little bit more difficult than how it was Even just a few years back, um, something that I noticed is like talking about what they're putting on these social media platforms, uh, what's being programmed on television, what they're putting in front of your faces. It's like they can be teaching people um, real important stuff. Um, things that are actually beneficial for just like the average person, uh, knowing how to like grow your own crops, knowing um, how to deal with agriculture like that, knowing how to uh, take care of a farm, uh, knowing how to like take care of animals like that. All those things are essential. And if each and every single person knew how to do these things, um, then I, I think uh, like our environment and society as a whole would start changing
1: slowly just because
0: it, it wouldn't be like life wh- or death
1: you know like if if like you're saying if if everybody knew like the essentials you know or like one person has to be forced to work this job because they don't know how to do
0: this other thing or they don't know how to do what those other people who are living a better lifestyle than them are doing and it's like if they kind of taught people um how to do the bare minimum at least um Everything that you need in order to survive, um, food, water, shelter, and then how to maintain and how to sustain your environment. You know what I mean? If they started teaching people these things, um, I think the environment and society would start changing as a whole. People would be able to start helping other people out. Um, It wouldn't be more so fend for yourself because I need this. Um, and if I give any to you, I might not have enough myself. So the way that I think is if we started passing on spreading knowledge and information and wisdom to each and every single person, uh, we want to really be in that situation where um, people are kind of having to fight other people or having to kill other people uh, for values or um, other possessions like that. Um, I think people started teaching, showing and teaching people the correct way and how to do things and um a lot of problems man i think a lot of the problems in the world would start going away would start diminishing
1: yeah it's kind of weird how like you don't like we don't learn any of that kind of stuff you know nothing out of 12 years of school we don't learn any of that stuff we don't learn how to cook our food i mean not really you know like we don't really learn any of survival any survival skills you know what i'm saying it's just weird it's weird like what do we really learn in school you know very little
0: <laughs> everything that they teach you in school is to see how well you're going to fit into their system that they've created
1: yeah no for sure bro it, it kind of when you start thinking like that it, it really is kind of like this big system you know mm-hmm. and shit man it's 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 weird bro it's got to figure out how to survive i guess you know yeah i've been hearing that a lot of banks are going
0: down uh, yeah i heard yeah. a big one over there in silicon valley california and um i don't know if you're too or if you're familiar or or aware of silicon valley but man over there that's that's where they take all the all the drugs all the man they get yeah they they get turned up over there yeah Uh, before work i don't know about during work but before work after work those are the tech entrepreneurs that man they're they're dealing with numbers they're doing their minds on go all day um Almost 24-7, man, their minds just focusing on numbers. They got to deal with all this crazy stuff. And there's just so much crazy stuff that goes on behind closed doors. Um, not only with just te- tech entrepreneurs, but um, big companies, big corporations that um, whenever something big happens like that, like the silicone, the bank in Silicon Valley um, went down, um, it, it to me it seems like there's something kind of bigger um that's not really being said um yeah
1: i don't i don't know like i heard about it but i don't know too much about it um a, bi- li- a big loss for anyone who um who was holding money there man let me, let me, let me let's listen to this real quick that's I the thing a really cute photo oh, one time. yeah i uh, i heard it on the i heard it like on the news uh i haven't really like looked into it too much um but yeah that's when shit shit starts to get scary when banks start to fail and Yeah, that's something that I've heard. Um, Let's listen to this real quick. The
2: collapse of Silicon Valley Bank. The second biggest bank collapse in U.S. history. The Silicon Valley Bank collapsed on March 10 after a run on deposits doomed the tech-focused lenders' plans to raise fresh capital. This prompted U.S. regulators to step in with emergency measures, including seizing another bank three days later in a bid to ease fears that depositors might pull their money from other lenders. WSJ Banking reporter Rachel Ensign explains how this crisis unfolded and what could happen next. During the pandemic, Silicon Valley Bank had gotten all of these deposits. Their deposits tripled. It was a huge, huge, huge influx. And they did what banks do. They took some of the deposits and made loans. But they also invested a lot of them in securities, which are pretty safe. Some issues had been bubbling under the surface at Silicon Valley Bank since the Federal Reserve started raising rates. When rates rose, the bonds fell in value. It's not a big problem for you unless you have to go and sell the bonds, but deposits started leaving the bank faster than they anticipated and they had to sell their bonds and take a very big loss. The bank made an announcement on Wednesday night that it needed to raise capital and was planning to do that the next day. The investors completely freaked out, sold off the stock, and then a bank run started where people tried to withdraw $42 billion in deposits just in that one day. And by Friday morning, it was seized by regulators. The regulators have responded in a way that they're hoping stems the panic. The Fed said, we're going to be offering this lending facility that's a backstop. We're going to be insuring all of the deposits effectively of this bank that failed. The collapse matters because it could have broader economic effects. There was the risk that this panic would spread to other parts of the banking system. We saw some really significant news with some of the banks that investors were most concerned about last week. Most notable, Signature Bank, a New York-based bank was also seized on Sunday night. It is the third largest bank failure in U.S. history. And First Republic put out a statement saying they've gotten some extra money from the Federal Reserve and also from J.P. Morgan. They're hoping that that reassures their investors and their depositors. The key thing to watch for is, is the panic over? That's the big question. Do
1: Yeah, man, it's crazy. It's weird how like banks work, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I'm not a, not an expert on the, on that industry, but it's really weird, bro. There's a book that I've heard about. Um, what's the book called? Hold on a second uh the creaker at of jekyll island it's like about how the banks kind of came together and formed the federal reserve Mm -hmm. and it's just it's really weird it's like the more you look into it it's really really weird just how money's created where money goes it gets twisted
0: man yeah yeah just the whole idea of currency how it works the flow of it man it's it's deep and i think the craziest part about it is what some people out there will do for some of that money bro just for
1: some currency uh, yeah i mean it's unfortunate but it's just like uh i mean that's kind of how our system is set up you know what i mean like that's how our society's set up like without money i mean that's how you pay for food that's how you buy food that's how you pay for shelter you know what i'm saying so it's it's weird like to think about the people who do control money who do control currency like how much power that that wields somebody you know a little pause a little pause but we were uh man i don't even know we were talking about like just the system and currency and all this kind of shit and the bank's failing and it's uh yeah it's crazy man it's crazy trying to like learn everything that's going on and seeing seeing things like that you know what i mean makes you question a lot i've heard a lot of people um not only tell me but that's
0: tell other people don't hold your money in the banks or don't hold all of your money in the bank. And uh, it's better to have your money in cash than having, uh, having it sit in the bank, you know what I mean? Just in case if something like that happens or you, you just never know how um, which way the economy is going to turn, you know what I mean? Um, some things are unpredictable. Some things happen out of the blue. You get blindsided by some things you're not prepared for. And uh, I just... I always hear people say it's better to have your money in cash, um, have money cold, hard cash, um, just in case if anything crazy like that happens. Um, Yeah, man, it it really is crazy. Um, Hearing about all the people who had trust funds, who were holding money in the bank, um, and when something like that happens, the first thing that all those people are looking for is to get some of their returns back or to see if they could – like get insured all the money that they were holding in the bank you know what i mean yeah it'd be crazy if that was something that happened to you or me or um s- someone close to you who you know that if they were holding all their money in-, in a bank or something like that and it crashed um it went down all of a sudden man um it- it'd have you scrambling to see if you could get your money back yeah your life savings bro imagine that it's crazy man yeah it- it's real crazy man Definitely not a good idea to put a hundred percent of your trust into uh, something like that. S- something that um, you're not really able to kind of reverse, or um, you won't able to make up whatever damage was or whatever harm was done. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah, that's why a lot of people, like a lot of real estate people, that's why they like real estate is because that's where they put their money. You know what I mean? If you have fifty grand, a hundred grand, you know, you put a deposit on a house and you're it's not like you lose that money that money is in the house you know what i mean and a house isn't going anywhere you know what i'm saying so yeah i know that that's why a lot of people like real estate uh it's definitely something i want to get into eventually is uh you know buying real estate um just because like it's like you said bro and, like when you have your money in like a house or an asset or a hard asset like that or gold silver it's like you know you it's not like a bank you know what i mean if your money's in a bank you, you can't necessarily control what the bank does with your money you know what i mean so all of it might not be insured and yeah just, just like you were talking none about none of it is insured you know like your real estate
0: automotives automobiles um most, Cla- classic most, cars yeah most of those assets are insured and uh yeah your money on the other hand and it's something that i was referring to earlier where it man to me it's just mind-boggling what some of these people out here will do to get their hands on some cash man like i've seen people resort to like murder violence burglary. um man just all types of crazy stuff like i've seen i've seen it all just about man um It gets real deep and uh, it's something that I don't like to think about too much, but it's a real problem that's going on around the world where uh, there's a lot of people like you were talking about who feel like they're in a, um, in a survival state of mind or um, where it's, the whole world against yourself or the whole world against me you know what i mean yeah and you got to get out of that survival they're resorting to just crazy things to get their hands on whatever it is that they want yeah yeah bro i mean that's the thing oh shit that's crazy the crazy thing i think about uh talking about that is um like when you take someone's life away for some money for some cash for something monetary um, you can't give someone their life back. You, you can't just give life to someone. If you take it away, um, I, I just can't fathom taking away someone's life because you can't give it right back to them. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's, it's something that I will never be able to do, man. Like, uh, just even thinking about it, man, like, taking someone's life for some money is just one of the most outrageous
1: things like i could think of man bro i heard um this, is, sad, a little, it, bad. this is a little off topic but i heard like i think it was like 60 percent of people who are in in prison is for non-violent drug offenses and like it could be true it, yeah it is true and just think about it bro like imagine imagine being locked up for the rest of your life for like over some weed you know like Man, like you're, you're taking somebody's life away, like you said. Yeah, that, shit, that shit is really messed up, man. The thing that gets a little
0: tricky to to kind of think about is weed is just a stepping stone. So there is a lot of people that have gotten locked up for offenses, um, criminally charged with things like that. It's just marijuana. But like I said, that's just a stepping stone. And... Usually, people who get their hands on that, they start dealing with things like that. They start working their way up. They want more money. They want faster income. They More and more and more. And um, the problem with that game, man, th- there's really no way out. It's, you're working your way up to be that head honcho. Yeah. But while you're working your way up, there's, man, probably thousands out there just like you just trying to work their way up, wants to get quick cash just like you. And they're willing to do maybe even more dirty work than what you're out there doing in order to be in that position that you're in, or in order to obtain whatever it is that you're working
1: to get. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what I'm what I was kind of talking about is like like there's people out there who get like you know pulled over for having you know little act- minor petty things. Yeah, exactly, man. And, and it, it changes their whole life. Yeah, man. That shit, man. That's it's it's sad, bro. It Really is sad. It's it's wrong, man. I mean. And the fact that like there's people locked up for for weed and weed's legal, you know what I mean? It it's just it's backwards, bro. It really is.
0: Do you think that the uh correctional system like could be fixed or it needs to be changed or th-
1: there's a better way of going about things? Yeah, absolutely, bro. I mean, I think I think everything needs to be changed, but yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely something that's it's really sad to see people who you know get locked up or maybe not even like locked up but they get their life you know the course of their life kind of mixed up over some something so like minor something so like you know you're not really affecting anybody else you know what I mean you're not hurting anybody else over some over a couple grams of weed you know what I mean
0: exactly I think some of the uh, issues that need to be talked about and taken a little bit more seriously is some of the topics I was just talking about murder burglary uh robbery uh like resorting to violence um acting out in violence i think those things definitely need to be talked about and uh we need to start cracking down on these things a lot harder um than what's going on right now and uh probably in the medieval ages um even well before then they used to do like an eye for an eye, or if you were a stealing man, you're going to get like, your they, hand yeah, chopped they, off or something. They so, still do that in some parts. I of mean, them. yeah, it, I don't think it should be that severe, um, but I do think it it should be more so that whoever is committing the crime that they need to be able to understand um, the effects that they have caused and like to be fully aware Um, of their actions and uh, like the results of of what they had done you know what I mean Yeah. Um, a lot of people they get out of prison and they're just going to resort to doing the same thing that got them up in the joint in the first place and I definitely think that there just needs to be more time and a better way of uh, teaching and showing um, each and every single person who's been locked up um, what they've done and how to go about things in a better way you know what i mean yeah to actually understand what they have done and then where can we go from here on out
1: What, what what is your opinion on like legalizing all drugs there's
0: i think the problem is there's people out there who are consuming uh taking these drugs um who on the news they're specifically talking about the dangers of them and um, this does this and that and uh, stay away from this, this is dangerous, this is bad, you know what I mean? Uh, it goes back to, we were talking about there's always two sides of a story, just like when you look something up on Google, they're going to show you what you want to see or what they want what they want to show you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're not getting a, a full grasp, a full good perspective on what's actually going on i think uh people need to be uh what's the word i'm looking for they need to be informed better they need to be uh taught
1: um well that's kind of the idea behind it is, is like if these if some of these drugs were legal, there would be more research behind it there would be more like education behind it you know what i'm saying instead of just being some like abstract or illegal thing that nobody really something knows. people are afraid to talk about exactly yeah. yeah so you know that's kind of the idea behind it and one thing i've been wondering about is like you know as far as like psychedelic drugs um i wonder like it's just weird um you know i think we you know we both have had experiences you know with with like psychedelics and whatnot but um like i wonder like why why those kinds of things are so shunned you know what i mean and it's like i think you know if anybody's experienced those kinds of things you know psychedelic drugs like you know that there's almost like information that you get from it that you don't get from anything else you know and yeah it's a spiritual it's a it really spiritual is. journey spiritual experience and so it's like is the, does the system you know hide these things on purpose or is it just they don't really know you know what i'm saying i think i guess the conclusion i think is uh, i think most of the people who enforce a lot of those laws you know with weed with psychedelic drugs like like making it illegal like they're just kind of following the norm, right? They're just following the laws that are already in place. But I think, you know, there's gotta be people at the very top who do know that, you know, there's certain information that you can get from psychedelic drugs that can benefit you, you know, and they probably don't really want that in, you know, it doesn't really benefit the system. You know what I mean? All the narratives that are out there right now
0: are put into place for a specific reason. And it's just like for those out there who um hasn't taken any psychedelics they're not able to talk about or speak about the subject you know what i mean not only are they not able to speak about the subject but already off the bat they're thinking that whatever it is that you might simply just want to talk about inform or teach someone um what the causes and effects of the of the subject are you know what i mean they're not they're not even able uh willingly like able to sit down um, listen about whatever it is, um, that the psychedelic might be, um, they might not just even be able to sit down and be up, be open for discussion or, um, any sort of debate, um, when talking about something like that. I I do think that that's a problem, not because, um, like, people who take psychedelics is, is a bad thing and, and everyone should take psychedelics so that, um, So that, like, you'll be aware or you'll know um, what those who have taken psychedelics know. But it's more so that um, there's room for discussion out there. Exactly. Um, I I feel like everyone could at least learn um, the causes and effects. Kind of just like we were talking with Ezra on uh, fighting and at least understanding how to defend yourself, being able to defend yourself. Um, is almost like the bare minimum that like one person should learn even if you're not even if you don't really care about fighting if if that's not your path at least learning to defend yourself and so speaking something about psychedelics like that uh might not have to force someone to try it they don't they might not ever have to try a psychedelic um to have their like mind changed or altered in some way shape or form but at least being able to sit down and talk about the causes and effects or just being able to be truthful about um whatever the psychedelic is or um whatever the substance is that, that you're discussing to be able to talk about it truthfully and honestly
1: yeah yeah like i, I totally agree like just have to th- have the discussions about you know some of those things you know it's like it's worth having a discussion and, you know, not, not being kind of like shunned, you know? Yeah. Um, I'll look at, it still has a lot of stigma behind it too. You know, like if you do talk about it, people are like, Oh damn, like, you know, you're, you're a weirdo or you're, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Like you're kind of out there, you know, if you do talk about it, but it's man, it's one of those things where like, if you, if you haven't experienced it, you really have no like way of, you know what I'm saying? You can't really... You ca- can't talk about you it. You really can't, bro. And uh, man, it's there's it's so powerful. And, you know, it, it really is so powerful, bro. And it what I kind of... The way I kind of describe it is it's like it, it removes yourself from almost the whole picture of life. You know, like it removes the ego. And you're kind of in this state of just pure... pure peels back the layers. Pure energy, bro. You're just pure energy. And you get to kind of see just how... Um, see life... I like to say how simplified and how dumbed down life is, Yeah,
0: like how easy and how truly beautiful life can actually be. You know what I mean? Whenever you're not overcomplicating things, whenever you're not in your head, in your mind, thinking about what you got to do the next day or thinking what you got to do a week from now, a month from now a year from now, whenever you're kind of just in the moment, in the present moment, and you're True, truly to, present, yeah, truly present, you're just able to take in, fully grasp, and be appreciative of just the moment, and the time that you're in right here, and right now, where it's just like,
1: even just like, kind of thinking about it, like, it gives me the chills, almost, you know, it's
0: a blessing, man, it's yeah. just, like, life is something that I believe should never be taken for granted, and that's why like man whenever someone loses their life or whenever someone takes away someone else's life man like it to me i i can't fathom and i can't really grasp like how crazy that is man because you can't give someone their life back once you take that away that, that's something nobody has the power of doing you can't just like that that's why i think like Helping each other become the best version that we can be, teaching and showing others, being an example of um, the change that you want to see and uh, the type of people that you want to see in this world, be it being a leader and showing the example of how that should be done and um, kind of be the leader, be the example of the changes that you want to see in the world.
1: Yeah, and to kind of piggyback off of that, I kind of have another point with like the psychedelics and is uh, one of the things you're talking about how just how crazy, you know, losing a life is and stuff like that. Uh, for me, at least one of the things that some of those psychedelics do is um, it makes you more comfortable with the idea of dying, you know, because in a way you kind of almost do die when you're having those experiences in the sense that your ego dies and the idea of like yourself kind of disappears, you know. But yeah, bro, we were watching that video of takeoff or now quavo talking uh rapping that song about uh takeoff man we were talking a little bit about like psychedelics and just even just like the idea of death bro and some of the things that it can like when you start to think about those things you just kind of look at life a little bit differently you know you know what i'm saying like putting yourself out there and and just understanding it's not like the world isn't really just about yourself you know
0: there's a time for everything yeah and um it's really just understanding that uh you don't live infinitely and that everything you're doing not only now um but for the rest of your life the rest of the time you have here on earth that everything you're doing is not only for yourself but it's uh eventually going to be passed on um to a, a new generation um it's going to take new shape uh, new form and um, it's just going to get keep on being passed on from generation to generation uh whatever it is uh whatever qualities the good um and like whatever people were able to pick up from you um those that's going to be passed on um whenever they say you die um you pass away whenever you leave your physical body and um I, I like to, to think of it more so as uh, you're passing away into a new form because I do believe that the energy, um, whatever energy that's keeping each and every single one of our heart beating out there, um, that, that energy doesn't cease
1: to exist, but it just it gets passed onto a, a new form. Yeah, man. I mean, like I said, uh, some of the experience I've, I, experiences I've had with psychedelics, um, y- when you kind of get to that point of like ego death, um it's it's just crazy bro it's just it's crazy to like be able to experience that and you kind of realize that the idea of who you are and you know your identity as a whole is kind of it's kind of an illusion you know yeah exactly and it's like there's nothing in this world
0: that you can truly do to like save yourself from when that time comes or um just Whenever that moment comes when you're supposed
1: to pass away into a a, a new form, you know what I mean? And in, in, the, in the Bible, I know, you know, you're familiar with the Bible. He talks a lot about, Jesus talks about how, you know, basically you get what you receive or you receive what you give, you know? And uh, I think it kind of all ties in together, you know Tenfold. what I mean? When you kind of like drop your ego a little bit and your identity and you just kind of focus on how can I, you know, give to the world and... You know, you don't really need to worry about um, what's going to be coming your way as long as you're focused on giving giving out to the world, you know? Exactly. It's yeah. like an energy thing, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's a freak... Like, it's energy. It's just like the energy you put out kind of comes back to you, you know? And I feel like when you're really caught up in your ego, it's hard to see life like that. You know what I mean?
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. When you're caught up in your ego like that, um, there's a lot of illusions lingering over you um, where you're not able... To kind of get a good perspective on, like, what life is really about and how the world, like, really operates and how the world really works, you know
1: what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Even with doing this podcast, bro, it's, like, it'd be hard to really do it if it when you're really caught up in your ego. Because you're worried about how you sound, you're worried about how you look, you're worried about everything, you know what I mean? So, when you break out of that shell, man,
0: it's, like, um, it, it, it's blissful, man. It, it almost... uh it takes your breath away at first because uh you you realize the opportunity that you have man each and every single moment you realize the opportunity that you have to make a difference to make an impact to make a change like uh not only for your life but make an impact on uh, other people's lives and uh make a change in this world man something that's gonna uh last on way longer than your physical body will you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah and it's it kind of ties into success. I feel like too, when you look at people who are really successful in business, it's because they provide something to the world that's, you know, they're not just in it, you know, they're not making products for themselves or making products for the world to consume, you know? So yeah, man, I mean, this was a pretty dope podcast. Do you have anything else to say, bro? Any final thoughts before we end it? Um... No, I don't got
0: too much to say other than uh, thank you for the daily listeners and daily supporters out there, man. We really appreciate you guys, and we appreciate all the love and support that you guys give to us. I'm looking forward to the direction that the podcast is heading. I mean, man, we got a whole lot of growth from where we first started. This is something that me and Cade was just discussing um, before we had turned on the camera started the podcast but uh just how much growth that i've seen and i'm pretty sure you've seen yourself and um and how this podcast has uh come along man uh i feel like
1: the cool thing is uh one thing i've been trying to adopt with this you know creating this is kind of just let it go let it run its course you know like don't try time will tell yeah but just don't try to plan every little thing and don't try to um, you know, make everything perfect. Just let it let it go, let it grow, and just let it keep going. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it'll it'll take its own life form, almost. You know what I mean? You can't grow if you already have everything planned out. If uh,
0: if you're trying to follow a script, you know what I mean. There's gonna be bumps and and uh, curves and in, in your road on your path to success that um, are unexpected, and you're probably not going to be prepared for. And so, uh, just like you're saying, I feel like the best way to live life is to kind of just go with the flow. Don't really overthink things too much. Um, Don't overcomplicate things. Uh, Just simplify it dumb it down simply just by living and simply breathing and putting your head down pushing forward and keep on going man hell yeah man. never give up man the marathon continues
1: that's it man well that's episode 26 of the real fit podcast appreciate anybody tuning in man much love always we'll see you guys next week
2: trying to keep it real climbing up the hell trying to get a deal trying to get a meal hungry on
1: the beat hungry so i eat and i know the feet i only know the heat i only know the
2: grind i only know the sweet I miss sweat. I only know the best. That's up on my chest. I only know the reps. I only know what's next. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. I know my name. i been
1: watching the game, and I'm trying to-